That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Brooklyn Paper Radio Live at its new time slot, 10 a.m. on Tuesdays. Drive time. Drive time. That's not, it's drive time only if you're coming in from The Rock, like Vince DiMasselli, my co-host. I'm Gersh Kunzman of the New York Daily News, sitting next to a very handsome man, Vince DiMasselli. Always handsome. Always handsome. That's a conceit of the show. You age, it's not a conceit, my friend, it's fact. And you are a handsome man, I've always said that. You're aging well, let's put it that way. And you're not young. You're not young. I'm getting older. And every, I am certainly every year. Every I, year, I am aging backwards. I am the Dick Clark of American radio. As I said, Gersh Kunstman, Daily News, Vince DiMasselli, Brooklyn Paper editor. We are the hosts of Brooklyn Paper Radio live from downtown Brooklyn, America's downtown. And Vince, I say it every week, and I'm going to say it again. We got a great show. It's got a fantastic show. You want to know who's on? Tell me. Well, first of all, sitting to your right is Jen Welch. Hey. This is an in-studio visit by a 36-year-old comic with a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering who so, that was. I'm like, so who's healthy. this person here? It's me. Jen okay. Welch has Jen. got a show coming up January 20th, 21st called What a Joke. And you know who she's talking about. Who are you talking about, Jen? I'm talking about Trump. Donald oh. Trump, our orange overlord, who will already be President Trump when you take the stage. Am I right? Yep. That is, uh, that's the point of the, of the timing. President Donald Trump. I just said that. Wow. It's Terrifying. Is it? But you got to be funny. For that. It's funny, right? It's funny. Uh, it's funny in a way when like you like get in a car crash and have cancer and then also like lose uh, your like just you know what I mean. It's funny in that way where you're just like hysterical. Well, yeah, it's, it's hysterical. hysterical. Funny, like you're running with scissors and the scissor goes into your eye. Yeah, the eye rolls down the street. Yeah. And, and and gets run over by an by an eye truck. There you, there you go. That's what that's what it's like. Anyway, the show is January twentieth and twenty first. Definition of irony. We yes. we <laughs> irony. are going to be talking to Jen a little bit later, but first, Jen, you need to know. We start the show every week the same way. I'm awesome, Vince. How are you? I'm doing fine. But I was I just noticed I'm typing over here, and I, I realized when I cut my fingernails this morning, I, I forgot my thumb. You, you cut your fingernails? I cut my fingernails about uh, twice a month. You trim your fingernails. Well, I cut them. Yeah, really? Okay, so what? Now you had, I got to say, you had an unbelievable situation yesterday. I did. Tell me all about it. Oh, you really want to know? Sure. Well, we're doing work in the house as always. Always doing work. Is that what we're talking about? Uh, no. Is that no, where you want to go I, with this? No, not really. Oh, I didn't. G- give me a hint. <laughs> no. Give me a hint. What happened to me yesterday? Jen, we always talk about stuff that happens to Vince. We do. We okay. talked about the time he almost choked on a pear and then took another bite from the same pear. And almost choked. And, and almost choked, choked again. again. And, and, and then he ate the pear. I showed that pear who's boss. So exactly. what was it about the pear that was so chokeable? I, you know what? I don't think it was ripe enough. Ah, you know yeah. when it's just like a little bit too hard? Yeah. And that's what happened. Yep. Right. Okay. And I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our new sponsor. Oh. We have Dr. Joseph Lichter, the DDS, with Who Cares. He does. We've got um, Village Care Max yep. for, for people like me who are aging. It's a Medicaid-managed plan. We've got Atlas Steakhouse. Atlas and now Steakhouse. our new sponsor, Vince. It is uh, Atlas uh, Butcher Shop. But so the, the Steakhouse. Atlas Meats. So Atlas Meats provides the meat no, for we Atlas We are doing Steakhouse. such a good job. For Atlas Steakhouse, sending people in. They're coming in. They're saying, oh, we heard all about it on Brooklyn Paper Radio. I just let's, heard about it. Yeah, let's yeah. have a steak, right? Yeah. Well, you know what I think we should do? Do it. Since we're, you're talking about it, and Jen, you're going to be with us for a little bit, and Paul Steely-White from Transportation Alternatives, we're going to reach out to him in a minute to talk about driverless cars. Let's honor our sponsors for a second mm-hmm. with me asking Jen a question. Jen. Yes. When was the last time you saw a high-quality dentist who was truly affordable? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's probably been since you were a kid. Yeah. Okay. Back then you didn't pay for it, right? No. Here's the thing. Yeah, your parents would do that. If it's been, quote, since I was a kid, you better call Dr. Joseph Lichter. He's a state-of-the-art dentist, and you talk about a healthy lifestyle. He does Invisalign, which is the adult braces, usually $5,000, 
4,000. Am I going to get some ad Wilson? music here? Yeah, I don't know you what Johnny's doing over there. It's, it's, it's early in the morning for Johnny. $4,000. You want to have the zoom whitening system, usually like $600? Joseph Lichter, 400 You want the zoom whitening? Yeah, I'd love that. Okay, well, just mention my name. To Joseph Lichter, and you'll get is this, it. Is this a is this a two, is this a dentist intervention? Is this a dent intervention? It's a dent intervention. Anyway, Lichter's office is at 718-339-7878. You set up an appointment at his office, 1420 Avenue P, between East 14th and East 15th Street in Midwood, or you visit him online, Jen, at josephlichterdds.com. Yeah. Listen, our new sponsor is Atlas Meats. I got to hear all about them. This is the first time hearing about this, Vince. Well, we got to talk about his prime custom cuts. Sure. They're the same meats that you're going to get at Atlas Steakhouse. Right? Great cuts. Oh, always the best, right? And, of course, they have the steak chicken veal. It's made right in front of you. you what do you mean cut. the steak chicken veal? You can cut the steak, the chicken, or the veal. It gets cut right in front of you. But uh, preferably separately. Like, it's not one animal. No, it's not one animal. Awesome. They have not invented the steak chicken veal, although <laughs> the when be- I'm reading this, that's what it looks like. The beef the chicken. <laughs> Sounds good. You know, every time my mother goes to a restaurant, you know what she orders? The turducken? No, she gets the veal. Well, yeah. Always gets the veal. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Atlas Meat Market now carries a complete selection of halal meats. Oh, about fucking time. Yeah, I've been saying that for years. All right, they will deliver anywhere in Brooklyn. And if you don't have time to go to the store, just give them a call. Place your order over the phone. They'll deliver it right to your front door. Wow. They also do packages. You know, you get like you order meats through the mail. I never did that. You've never ordered meat through no, the mail. Never, you never no. got a package. Like Omaha Steak. Jen, Jen, you ever buy a steak in the mail? I have no. I've never bought it's a steak. It makes a great in the, in gift during this it post holiday season. I don't think I want it to be sitting in my foyer for. No, they put it in. It's 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 in a nice cold compress. Wait, you don't have a. You ever get a headache? You put that thing no, on. No, I your don't head? have a doorman. I'm a, a comedian. You're a comedian. A you know the doorman? No. <laughs> All right, Vinny, tell I'm us. I'm lucky more. I have a door. Listen, the fact of the matter is, they could feed one to a hundred. At Atlas Meats. That's all it takes. Just give them Each a Each customer's sweeter than the last. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're up next. No. Oh, yeah, I am. That's right. Well, that was at, what was that, Atlas Meat Shop? That was Atlas uh, Atlas uh, Meat Market. You know, Jen, you say you're 36, you got a healthy lifestyle. See what's possible when healthcare gets personal. Village Care Max is a Medicaid-managed long-term plan that helps you stay at home. They'll work with your doctors. And Medicaid pays for the whole thing. Because when you're old, that you need help with your medications, mm-hmm. your appointments. You need help with all that. Yeah. You can't do it because you're old. Yeah, and it's complicated. And you're already forgetting stuff. I'm already forgetting everything. Call Village Care Max or visit them at villagecaremax.org. Village Care Max for the life you want to live. Did I do the Atlas Meat Market commercial yet? You did. I did? Then it's time for... Did I mention that Atlas Meat Market is located, of course, in the Gravesend section of Brooklyn I at didn't know 387 that. Avenue X... And you can give them a call anytime, 347-915-2000, atlasmeatmarket-hub.com. But if you don't want to cook your own meat, right? You don't want to make a big dinner tonight? I got a skirt steak at, at Fairway the other night, and I'm serving it. Oh, yeah? There we go. But go. if you don't, you should just head over to Atlas Steakhouse, because Atlas Steakhouse offers you a unique dining experience. First, you choose your steak. Every cut is aged to tender perfection on site. Then you pair it with the vintage from their extensive wine list. Or with an Atlas Steakhouse signature cocktail. Then you can enjoy a succulent appetizer as their master chef crafts your choice cut as you desire. And when your main course arrives, you'll understand why at Atlas Steakhouse, they always offer you a cut above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue. Visit them on the web at atlassteak.com. Beautiful Ditmas Park. Now, Jen, you're, uh, you are you got a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. You're not doing cocaine every five minutes. Not every five minutes. You're no. off the pipe. Yep. But... You, do you eat steak? Do you enjoy a good steak? Oh, I love steak. Okay, good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. All right. Speaking of steak, 
We're about to reach out to Paul Steely White. Now, you know why I say steak, because he's a beefcake. He's beefcake, baby. Now, he mm -hmm. hates when I say it. Johnny, he hates when I say it, but put up a picture of Paul Steely White. Look at that guy. All he right. works for Transportation Alternatives. He's the head of Transportation Alternatives, keeping us safe on the streets. He put out a press release this week, and I'm going to get him on the phone about driverless cars. So let me call him up. Johnny, you got that phone line open? Yes. All right, do me a favor, Jen. Mm -hmm. Do not try to steal this number. Yeah, this, I'm okay. this is the personal number. Paul Steely White. Although I believe this number was on the top of the press release. I do so. recognize all the numbers by the tones. Yeah, you're so. that's, how, that's how you steal it. And Jen, yeah. you can jump in if you want. Okay. We're just calling Paul Steely White. Transportation Steely. White. Steely White. Sounds like some kind of like oat, oatmeal in the morning. Or Steely White oatmeal. Hello, this is Paul. Is that Paul Steely White of Transportation Alternatives? The aptly named, yes. Thank you very much for listening to our introduction of you. I always call you the aptly named Paul Steely White because you're beefcake, <laughs> but you're also fighting for the rights of pedestrians and other people to use the streets in New York. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Paul. Yes. Now, just so you know the setting here, you and I have tangled. You know that. Vince is here. He's a big fan. And I got Jen Welch, who, as you know, is a comedian who is going to be making fun of Trump all year long. All year. So Jen may jump in. I hope so, and I hope she's funnier than you are. All right, nice. Oh, <laughs> nice. Hi, yo. I, listen, I love this guy, but I want to tell you, you put out a press release this week, and I just want to read it because it is so good. I'm going to start. Mm -hmm. Driverless car makers must put pedestrian safety first. And here's the lead. Overwhelming majority of likely New York City voters polled say autonomous vehicles must be designed and regulated to protect the most vulnerable people on the streets. And I know you're talking about pedestrians, and so am I. Now, Paul, give it to us in a nutshell. Are we worried that these driverless cars are going to be killing machines like the current drivers? <laughs> well, that's that's really the the crux here of of, of what's facing us about our uh, autonomous vehicle future. You know, we can program these cars so that they you know rectify and make better all the issues we've had with regular cars, or they can take all of the things we hate about cars and make them worse. And one of those, of course, is that the way cars dominate our public space and how so often pedestrians, cyclists, and other vulnerable road users are just left to the dog. So if autonomous vehicles are indeed coming to our cities, we can program them to go slower to uh, avoid, uh, you know, to make sure that p pedestrian priority is prioritized at every turn. And, and I think really, again, um, rectify a lot of the mistakes that we've made in the past with how our streets are managed and uh, and enforced. Now, so are you, you and Transportation Alternatives, obviously at the Vanguard, but I haven't heard a lot of people talking about this. I know everyone says driverless cars are going to be safer because you can program them and they've got cameras everywhere. Yeah. But New York presents, I think, a unique experience for a driverless car. you got J workers, you got cyclists, you got, you got all these different users. Do you think you are at the Vanguard of championing safe driverless cars? Well, I think like a lot of transportation policy folks, we're trying to get ahead of it and we're trying to anticipate what is happening and how we can uh, make sure that we're steering driverless cars in the right direction, so to speak. Our interest in this particular issue was peaked a few months ago when Mercedes-Benz announced mm -hmm. that their driverless cars were always going to protect the occupant of the car oh, boy. At, all, at all costs. No. So we thought it was important for someone to issue a counterpoint to that. And, you know, we can argue the policy or the morality, but, you know, it's, all, it's often more effective just to show how, how voters actually feel. So we, we did this poll, and we asked a lot of different questions about an array of transportation policy issues. But this is one we wanted to ask to really get a bead on what do New York voters think, and even more so, what do New York drivers think? Drivers in New York are definitely in the minority, but our poll sample 
we oversampled drivers to just to be sure that we were getting um, you know, an accurate beat on, uh, on, on how New Yorkers feel. And it was interesting that even among drivers, people feel like pedestrian safety should come first. So this is a strong mm-hmm. message to any of the companies that are working on autonomous vehicles, want New York to be a proving ground. You must prioritize pedestrian safety. So you're saying then you want these cars programmed so it's like there's an oncoming truck coming at you and your only opportunity is to get out of that oncoming truck is to drive onto the sidewalk for that car to then just drive right into the truck. Well, I mean, yes, in a sense. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and the reason being is that uh, in most situations on the street, we're not talking about high speeds, right? We're talking about the new speed limit in New York City is, of course, 25 miles per hour. So in the event that uh, a car is in a crash, airbags in that car and other safety measures will most likely protect the driver and the occupant. Pedestrians, however, have no such protection and are much more likely to die in such a scenario. So that's one of the reasons Hmm. why we think the car should be programmed to put pedestrian safety first. See, I'd go one further than Mercedes. You know, you said Mercedes had a program to protect the driver at all costs. I would say the Mercedes should be programmed to kill the driver mm-hmm. if the driver kills any pedestrian. We so don't want to go that no? far. They call it the murder Mercedes. The judge yeah. and jury Mercedes. <laughs> That's right. Jen Welch is here. Jen Welch, a comedian, wants to jump in. And I don't know if she's going to ask a funny question or, or a serious question. I don't, Paul. I don't know. I'm just listening to this and, and sort of taking it all in. I honestly haven't thought about driverless cars. You really never thought about walking on a street and getting mowed down by a car. You never uh, did. About getting mowed down yeah, by a car? Yeah. Uh, there are days when I hope it would happen, but like, you know, uh, that's, uh, I, I am thinking about the idea of like protecting yourself versus protecting the pedestrians. And I'm also thinking about, just because I've been thinking about the election stuff a lot, like the, the, the different mentality of like, I have to save myself versus I have to save other people. And that to me is a, is a uh, it's not surprising to me that a, uh, a high level executive at Mercedes might decide uh, we must protect ourselves over we must protect other people. You know, Jen's making a good point there, Paul. Is it? I, I think my mic cut out, but I'll yell. Jen is making a good point there, Paul. I hear you. Is, hear there you something, is there something about the current state of our politics that is actually subtly informing the poll results you saw? Well, I, I think we can probably agree that uh, there's been a resurgence of this me first uh, mentality of late. Mm. Um, and, and that's always been the case on New York City streets where we're all just sort of out for ourselves. But again, this is an opportunity to, to change that and to really uh, uh, realize more, more human streets, more forgiving streets, you know, streets that really recognize in a pedestrian-rich city like New York, walkers uh, should be kings and queens. And, uh, you know, if, if autonomous vehicles are going to debut on New York City streets in some capacity in the next few years, we want to ensure that we are enshrining uh, the values that that we have as New Yorkers, and and besides being me first, right? We're we're a walking city, right? We are a city that where you can actually walk to your destinations, and we need to uh, reinforce that. So, do you think that uh, when they when they get these cars out on the road, you think they're actually going to be programmed not to go above the speed limit? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you you put speed governors on these on these vehicles, so they're incapable of going above the speed limit. I mean, one of the um, encouraging features of autonomous vehicles that I think was quoted from a, um, another executive, a Google executive, is that these, 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 these cars uh, drive like an 85-year-old grandmother. Now, that's a bit of a stereotype, but I, I, would, I would welcome that kind of driving culture on New York City streets where we're a, an abundance of caution, right, where, where as a driver, you're always uncertain, you're never sure what's going to happen, and you're going to uh, act accordingly. And so I think 
you know, we should program these vehicles so, so that, again, they are deferring to, to pedestrians and bicyclists, other vulnerable road users, other road users, right? I mean, that's really, I think, another opportunity where these vehicles are not making a move unless they're certain about what the other person is doing. And that's really the essence of traffic calming, I, the I, kind of culture that we try to achieve with street design, with better enforcement. We can literally program this in if the uh, manufacturers are, are, are doing the right thing and if the regulators, right, the city and the state, are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So the city of New York, though, does depend a lot on uh, the money that comes in from you know, traffic infractions. And like, what would happen to all that cash that the that the city's getting from, say, speeding or from doing illegal things in your car? Where the city, this would greatly affect the city's ability to uh, to bring in revenue. Well, would you as say? the transportation commissioner Trottenberg has pointed out on numerous occasions, even though the uh, you know the automatic speed enforcement cameras, the red light cameras, and traditional ticketing by NYPD officers, that does bring in some revenue. But they would be all too happy for that revenue to go to zero. And in terms of the overall city budget, it's really a drop in the bucket. However, if you look at what crashes are costing the city in terms of lawsuits, emergency response, lost productivity, et cetera, they cost the city much more than they're taking in any kind of ticketing revenue. So to the extent that crashes can be reduced, the city will save much more money than it's taking in right now in ticket revenue. I'm going to ask you the toughest question, Paul. And I know we've tangled over distracted pedestrians, and I don't want to get under your skin. I know that's a burr in your saddle. But let me ask you as a driver, and I do drive. I'm mostly a pedestrian, mostly a cyclist. Is there ever a time when a driver can, I shouldn't say can, but when you say it would be okay to exceed the speed limit, is there ever a time? Never. Never a time. It's never okay. The speed limit's there for a reason. It's to save lives. What if you really... That's the kind of culture. It's like before. It's it's, it's okay to have some... Have something to drink and get behind the wheel if you're a little tipsy. You know, that's like <laughs> the old attitude we used to have towards drunk driving. And now... Well, it was a reason zero, to get to an accident. <laughs> well, yeah. I hope we're extending that same intolerance to reckless driving and other sorts of driver behaviors that are killing and injuring New Yorkers on a daily basis. Just so, so really, that's the culture that we're trying to change. And you're right. And I'll tell you, just so you know who you're on the air with, Vince DiMaselli drives every day in from Staten Island. But I've driven with this guy. He is the most courteous driver. First of all, he never expe- exceeds the speed limit. And he looks in every... He, he's looking for pedestrians. Not to hit them. I'm very Not to hit them. If a pedestrian is about to step into the crosswalk, he stops. He's amazing. Yeah, I try, I try to do that. But my, my point is... When I am driving slow, the drivers behind me yeah. tend to get a little upset. They yeah, but that's their problem. I know, yeah. but but that's, my but that's so, their business. But it takes me back to this question: If these cars are going to be going slow, the passengers in those cars are going to be like, "Hit the gas, guy! Hit the gas!" And how long before the city says, "You know what? We're going to up these speed limits from 25 no, miles an hour I to think, 35"? I think the passenger in the cars are going to be in their own world. They're going to be on their phones or whatever, and they're just going to be uh, in their own world. I think mm-hmm. people are content to have a safe journey, a reliable journey. And that's, and that's totally where it's going. But I will warn you guys about something that's coming up that may be um, worth your attention. You know, the um, New York International Auto, Auto Show, which, mm-hmm. which happens at the Javits Center like every spring. This year, um, they're doing a big marketing push with Fast and Furious, you know, the movie oh franchise. Yeah, yeah. And this movie was filmed on New York City streets, cars racing around the streets, um, disregarding pedestrian safety. And they're going to be celebrating that kind of reckless driving culture in just a few months. Um, here with the New York International Auto Show. So that might be an interesting opportunity to have another uh, debate about, you know, what is the, the right kind of driving and transportation culture that we want to have on our streets? Well, should we I, be glorifying those kinds of reckless behaviors, or should we rather be promoting, uh, you know, other more humane forms of um, 
getting around each other. I'm sensing a protest here. Is that what I'm sensing? Maybe, maybe. I know that some of my colleagues at Families for Safe Streets are, are pretty incensed at, uh, at what's on the horizon. Um, but Paul, and, Paul, oh, come on, yeah. just, just to defend Hollywood values for a second. It's just a movie. I mean, they do war movies with unbelievable bloodshed. They do James Bond movies with body counts in the thousands. I saw Captain America Civil War, and I'm not proud to say that was a popcorn picture. Isn't it just a movie? I mean, they, they closed the streets. They, they did some stunts. Doesn't that help everybody? Well, it is just a movie, and certainly it's within their right as, uh, as, as, as entertainers to have that license. But I think it's important also for we as advocates to raise an alternative voice, which is that this is not really the, the exemplary kind of driving culture that we want to uphold in New York City. So let's yeah, – you so. give me – you give Transportation Alternatives gives me a $20,000 budget. You and me will produce a film. <laughs> we'll do the, fr- the, the slow and the not-so-angry – Seven, and it'll be a parody of Fast and Furious. You and me, and it'll be like me and Paul Steely White walking down the street slow, sipping a latte, having a nice chat. Uh, Vince drives alongside at twenty-four wait, miles wait, an hour. Waves us through the intersection. Hey, Vince, how you doing? Nobody's angry. All right, let's do it. Yeah, Twenty grand. We get to split the movie rights because that sounds like a winning. Uh, I'll give you all the movie rights. I just want no, to be no, part no, of it. Gersh, as your agent, <laughs> you're not giving him all the movie. Are right, you get Brian Zumhagen on the phone right now because I know he's listening to this. He's your flat. Get us the money, Paul. Before you go, last thing I want to ask you: anything else you want to plug? Go ahead because you've got this great press release about the driverless cars. Anything else you guys are working on? I know you're working on Fourth Avenue bike lane. Tell us more. Give me anything you want to plug. Yeah, well, you know, um, many of your listeners are probably aware that the L train is going to shut down for L apocalypse. L apocalypse. L apocalypse or um, L Mageddon, if you prefer. Yeah. Um, and we have a, a really um, amazing proposal to meet the challenge by um, surprise, surprise, um, turning streets into bicycle, transit, and pedestrian corridors. Um, banning private traffic from 14th Street in Manhattan and also Grand Street in Brooklyn leading to the Williamsburg Bridge, mm. put some new bus and bike lanes over the bridge, really turned the L train corridor into a surface transportation paradise for those who are using that street space most efficiently. And we're getting a lot of traction. Um, there are a ton of community groups that are supporting the plan. We know the MTA and the DOT are interested. Uh, but could be a new model for um, big New York City streets moving forward if it's a success. You know, i got to say, transportation alternatives. And, I, Vince, I have to do full disclosure. I've given them money in the past, and I will give again. They're at the Vanguard, and I'm thinking Paul Steely White, transportation commissioner in the Hillary Clinton administration that's coming in 2017. <laughs> what do you think there, Paul? You and Hillary all the way? I think, I think what's most important is to, uh, you know, retake, retake the White House, and then we can discuss uh, what, what might, might be possible. But um, there's a lot of talent here in New York City. We're, we're, we're all in the vanguard from Jeanette Sadekan to our current commissioner, Polly Trottenberg. And I'm um, just happy to be a part of that community. Very diplomatic. Uh, when when exactly country. are we taking back the White House? What, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> we got to well, get that. Four it, years. It could happen sooner than later. But check out the um, op-ed that Jeanette has in the New York Times today about pedestrianizing Fifth Avenue in recognition of the shit show that that's become over there. Oh, did, did no, I, good, no, no, good use of the word shit show. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, I hope you're not referring to this show. It's a total mess. All right, well, it, it, let yes. the record show he was not talking about Brooklyn Paper Radio when he said shit show. He was talking about Fifth <laughs> Avenue. Paul Steely White of Transportation Alternatives, a pleasure to have you on. All right. I really appreciate it, and he is indeed aptly named. Paul Steely White, thank and you. And I always like to remind you, people love their cars. People love them. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> no, just as you hang up on him. Just as you hang up on him. All right. them are in the minority in New York City. There you go. Johnny, let him go. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Now I got I got no, but you I, you listen, threw that in at the end. I threw that's that's a famous scene from uh, 
uh, Singles, the movie Singles, the <laughs> wow. late 19, the mid, oh my god, that's early 1990s movie Singles. Yeah, that wow. was, uh, people love. Jen, you are too young to remember Singles, he but I remember. Train. He wanted oh, I remember to make a train. Singles. Do you remember Matt Dillon? No, he, Do you remember Matt Dillon in the Golden Age with Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon was great. No, Matt Dillon was a hunk and a freaking half. Yeah, yeah. What well, did you had? Your bedroom was covered with Matt Dillon posters. As was yours, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Oh, and Vince's too. Yep. No, I didn't have Matt. Vince Dillon. had the Farrah Fawcett. I poster. had uh, no uh, Fonda. What was Fonda? She was in that movie. Bridget, Bridget Fonda. Oh, Bridget Fonda. Was not great. Jane Fonda. Yeah, no, 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 not no. Jane. A little, little too young for Jane, Jane Fonda. Yeah. was in On Golden Pond at that point, and that was the beginning of the end. Anyway, look. I was a big Henry. I had a Henry Fonda poster. In my we got to get out. We got to get out. <laughs> Jen, last comment before we revert over to the Trump jokes. Okay. What did you think of Paul Steely White? Could you tell from the voice that he is steely in his resolve and physique? Uh, clearly, clearly very steely. Steely. Could you, could you tell named. that he was white? Uh, I could tell that he was white. Uh, yeah, I, th- all of it. And Paul, yeah. I call he, him St. Paul because yeah. he is helping the roadways. Yeah. Jen, have you ever been hit by a car? I have not. I've not been hit by a car. Nope. nope. You're obviously not a cyclist. I am not. I am terrible on a bicycle. I'm terrible driving. I'm terrible. Uh, Do you have training wheels on your bicycle? I, I don't have a bicycle. I, I, if I did, I would. You seem like you have a lot of anxiety, which might be good in your line of work. Have you considered I, a, large, <laughs> a large tricycle? <laughs> a large tricycle? I would like one of those recumbent bikes where you're kind of just like sitting on a chair, you know? Oh, yeah. But those oh, are those like low to the ground. Yeah, you yeah. can't see those no, people. No, that, you just ride that around a park or something. That's, that's my ideal transportation method. Only going to um, locations that are in parks. Can we do for the first time ever on radio a live sound check? Because sure. I live sound check. I sound can't. Check. I can't. Johnny, let's get a live sound, sound check. You sound good. You sound good. No, he doesn't You're telling sound me the good. levels are good. I don't. I do not sound good in my ears. In your ears. In my ears. Yeah, I don't know what's going There's on. There's another dial for that, Johnny. At some point, Gersh's Gersh's voice went low, and I can't tell. Now you're telling me the the levels are good. Ah, uh, yeah, you guys sound great. All right, listen. If you think the levels are good, call seven one eight two six zero four five zero two. Yeah. And of course, you can call in and talk to Jen Welch, Yay. who is part of a comedy duo. With uh, your partner's name, I've lost Emily, Emily Winter. Emily Winter, yeah. Emily Winter, one of the great young comedians, but but she didn't want to join us. So as do, far as I'm concerned, a, where are you doing a show? Uh, well, we have a, we have a nationwide uh, comedy festival happening Inauguration Day weekend. All right, tell we us have, all about it. Nationwide. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a big project. It's called What a Joke, a national comedy fest supporting the ACLU, and we have um, it's grown to uh, we have. About 84 shows going up in 33 cities, including in Oxford, England, and we are all raising money for the ACLU. All right, stop for one second. Mm-hmm. You, the, the local show is going to be at the Annoyance Theater on Inauguration Day, January 20th. Yep. And at Rough Trade the following night. That's both in Williamsburg. Yep, and then Stanford. also the Thursday, um, that Thursday is at the stand. Okay, but you in mentioned you're in, you're in 33 cities. Yes. Now, I would imagine that all of those 33 cities went for Hillary Clinton, am I right? Uh, I th- everybody who is kind of behind this show is, uh, but we have a lot of shows going up in red states. We no, have, that's what I meant. That's yeah. What, so, so you're you're going to speak truth. You're going to speak comedy to power. Yes. How are you going to do that? Because you, you're going to have a hostile audience in some of those cities. Oh, but see, that's the funny thing. We have a hostile. Like there are, uh, but the hostile audience is not who is like these shows are are set up to support the people because it it, like in knoxville for example it's uh there is a lot of uh hillary voters yeah sure it's a blue it's it's a blue blue, it's a blue red red ruby red (laughs) red ruby a red uh pile of crap um no that's mean uh that's an interesting pile of crap yeah red red go to the doctor what did you figure out what's wrong what did you eat too many beets too many beets um so you're going to be in Knoxville. Yeah, so like Knoxville, uh, Des Moines, Kansas City, uh, Cincinnati. How do you say Des Moines in French? I, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't. Des Moines. 
Des mois. Des mois. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of red state locations. Which, All right. Yeah. Let's give me your best Trump joke. Just get just start it off. Maybe you need us to oh, set you up. Oh, you don't do this to a comedian. I do. You I do at ten do. in the morning. No. I do. No, I it's ten in the morning. My best Trump joke right now is just nothing on a pot. Right, I'll give like, you a Trump joke. I'll give you a Trump joke. Go, Vince. Go. No, and you're going to talk about this, Jen. So yesterday I did a story. Did you hear this? Trump was in an interview with the New York Times. And in the interview, he, he talked about other topics. And then at the end, he said, you know, by the way, my inauguration is going to be huge. It's huge. the biggest event ever. Ugh. It's going to be huge. My inauguration is so big, you cannot even get a dress in Washington, D.C. You cannot get a dress. There's no dresses at the dress shops. So you know what I did, Jen? You, you, you called, called the dress shop. I shops. called all the dress shops. Yeah. Look at my story on dailynews.com, nydailynews.com. Turns out, not only are there dresses, there's a lot of dresses. A lot of dresses in D.C. And I talked to boutique owners i talked to big store owners there are dresses so my point jen is why did he lie like what is it what is that he's a compulsive liar (laughs) because he says whatever he needs to say to make himself feel good at any given moment to make himself feel like i my favorite this is what i was uh, my favorite thing about this whole election when i say favorite i think it's it's absolutely uh it's so it makes me want to bang my head against the wall but um people didn't vote for hillary because they assumed she was lying And they voted for Trump because they assumed he was lying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like people right. were like, oh, he didn't really mean it about yeah. building a wall. Or he didn't really mean it about like uh, mocking disabled people. Or he didn't really mean it about grabbing women by their, uh, am I allowed to say? Yeah, you could say yeah. grabbing by the pussy. Grabbing by the pussies. You know, like he didn't really mean that, right? But like Hillary is telling the truth, you know, about everything. And everybody's like, oh, er, but but Benghazi or emails. And it's like, what are we ta- What? Right. They, so in other words, they didn't like her lies. They liked his lies. But well, what were her lies? No, no, I'm just saying they they assume that she's lying about Benghazi, for example. They, they so assume they, she's 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 inherently distrustful because she's a woman. Oh, is that what you'd think? It's the woman thing. Uh, yep. Mm. Oh, oh, I got a mm, well, from the runner. I mean, I, you really think now? Look, we know that there is gender gender bias in this country, no question about it. And we also know that Donald Trump overtly appealed to misogynists. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was his campaign. And he yeah. did call Hillary a nasty woman, which is kind of the definition of a nasty man when you call a woman a nasty I mean, it's right. like, it's kind of speaks for itself. But do you actually think Hillary Clinton, that that the people who didn't like her, yes. would have liked her if she was a man? Yep. You really think she would have won? I absolutely think that. I think she would have won. Uh, she, uh, she, uh, there is a mentality that for a woman to get as far as Hillary has mm. gotten, she has to have been corrupt and sure. and and lied in order to achieve that. And also, um, our society, uh, guys, I'm a comedian. Yeah. Our society, uh, <laughs> our society doesn't value Hillarys. Our, our society values Melania's. All right, but let right? me let so, me let me backtrack for hmm. one second though. There were 17 Republicans who ran for office. 16 of them lost, including a guy named Ted Cruz. Yeah. To me, Ted Cruz is the male Hillary. And we rejected oh, him, too. Oh, don't be insulting Wait, why, why, like why, that. Why? Ted Cruz is the male Hillary? Well, in other words... As if far as, like, a politician... Yeah, in terms of the values that you don't... That some people don't like about Hillary, for me, they're embodied by Ted Cruz. You see what I'm getting at? Okay, and I, so, I guess. So if, if we had a, a liberal Ted Cruz running, I'm not sure he would have won. It, it, you know what I'm... Because I'm, I'm, I'm questioning your gender thing. Oh, don't. In other words, a bad. A see, bad see, you're. I'm inherently distrustful because my my assertion is inherently a uh, question because it's coming from my experience as a woman, right? This is this is a thing that I've lived. Every woman you know has lived this. Yes, I no, I'm not. Den- I said Trump's campaign overtly appealed to, to misogynists. Yes, I got all that. 
But my point is, we had plenty of bad Democratic candidates, and some of them were women, and some of them were men. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, well, because I mean, all women, all we're just people just like men are people. Right. You but know? No, like, like, there's... like Elizabeth Warren's a perfect example of someone who can win and might even win a national election. Tulsi Gabbard. Who? who? Tulsi Gabbard. We don't know Tulsi Gabbard. She's going to win. I love when the... Johnny just jumps in with his <laughs> yeah. little intellectual high horse. I don't know who he's talking about. And now, why don't you host the you, show, Johnny? You guys you love question, Tulsi Johnny. Gabbard. You who guys is she? love her. She's uh, from Hawaii. The, oh, that's right. That's she's right. great. He, he's right. He's bringing out a candidate, again, who might, might maybe could win. But you're right. We don't know because there's never been See, a woman and I don't think I don't think Elizabeth Warren could win. I think Elizabeth Warren is amazing. I think all caps amazing. Elizabeth Warren, I love her. I mean, amaze balls. Amaze, amaze ovaries. What about, but, uh, what about she, Sarah Palin? Yeah, <laughs> don't. Sarah Palin is uh, Sarah Palin is a. I don't want to say what I want to say about Sarah Palin because I don't want to be shaming in any way. But anyways, she uh, Sarah Palin is. Uh, hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna move off of that train of thought. So what we're gonna say is. I love the way Vince just knocked you right off your train of thought. Vince is the derailer we're going to call him. Well because Sarah Palin is the is the type of woman that conservative men love to like prop up as a sort of like see we we, yeah, yeah. we support women and it's like okay but she's the uh, she's an idiot. But you don't <laughs> like, like her. You don't like her. Why would I? No, but I'm asking you, do you not like her cuz she's conservative? You do not like her because she's a conservative woman. You are you doing the same thing you just accused me of doing? What did I accuse you of doing? Being a man? Yes. <laughs> uh yes, I'm being a man. There you go. Um she uh, gotcha. so there is a, there is a type of conservative woman that plays into the misogyny and 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 in yeah. order to uh in order to try to be one of the boys of the boys club and you're never going to be that. Right. And she and she does that thing where it's like, "Oh no, there's no misogyny cuz look, I'm successful." Right. And it's like uh, the house Woman, if you will. Right. Okay. Yes. We got to get out. Yeah. Jan, you're going to stick with us for a couple of minutes because we got to pay some bills, Johnny. I can't, Again. We can't have this show with you jumping in and giving me Democrats Tulsi I never Gabbard. heard of. You're going to love her. So we got to pay some bills and I'm going to start. I'm going to Google that. Why don't you start, Vince? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Atlas Steakhouse. Dine a cut above the rest. Select your premium cut. Aged on site for optimal texture and taste. Enjoy delicious vintage wines, expertly mixed cocktails, and signature appetizers while Atlas Steakhouse crafts your choice cut into a custom culinary masterpiece. Complete your dining experience with an exquisite signature dessert, each sweeter than the last. And you will understand, at Atlas Steakhouse, you always dine a cut. Above the rest, Atlas Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue in up-and-coming Dittmas Park. Find him online at all times at atlassteak.com. Well, that made me hungry, but I'll tell you what's going to make me feel good, and that's Village Care Max. You know why, uh, Jen? Because I'm getting older. I'm 51. Yep. I turn about 60. I'm going to be thinking about a Medicaid-managed long-term plan that's going to help me stay in my apartment. They're, gonna st- they're still going to have that Medicaid? I hope so. I I hope we have Medicaid. Okay. I'm, I'm in a... I'm in We're w- not touching it. I'm in Windsor Terrace, Jen. I'm in Windsor Terrace. I got a great place. And imagine if I couldn't stay in that apartment because I couldn't manage all my appointments and all that bullshit. Village Care Max is going to help me. They work with a care manager who visits your home, guides you through the whole process. And they work with you. They work with your family, too. They're not going to argue with your with your ex-wife over 20 bucks like I do. Wait, where did I go there for a second? Anyway, if you want to know more about Village Care Max, you just call them at 800-469-6292. Or visit them online at villagecaremax.org. Village Care Max for the life you want to live without your ex-wife. 
Our newest sponsor is Atlas Meat Market. Atlas Meat Market, located, of course, at 387 Avenue X, Gravesend. Uh, Atlas Meat Market has your premium choice cuts. You can get your, your, your beef. Got the beef. I love beef. Got the chicken. Got the veal. And it's halal. So what doesn't it have, Gersh? It doesn't have all that crap in it. There you go. <laughs> so... Atlas, Atlas. I mean, what, what was the answer you wanted? It doesn't have Muhammad in it. I mean, what? <laughs> they do not sell pork. Okay. Oh, that's right. Do There's not no pork. Do not cut Atlas. Thank you. Pork. Thank you. Okay. I couldn't At- figure it out where you were going. Like, was it a Muslim? <laughs> it's halal. It's halal. But I'm not. I'm not anti-Muslim, so it was like weird. I, I don't know. know if it, it's halal. I don't. What is that? Where uh, you were going, Jen? Oh, no, no, no. I'm. That's just, where I was going. No pork. I'm just eating a muffin. Atlas Meat Market will deliver anywhere in Brooklyn, and if you don't have time to get out to the store, just give them a call. Place your order, and they'll bring it right to your door. They also do those packages, you know? You get the steaks, they come in the big cooler. Yeah, Jen doesn't like that. That's okay. I think you should like it for the sake of this commercial. (laughs) I I do. I think it's great. There you go. Thank you. See how easy that was? That was good. I sold her on Atlas Meat Market. Atlas Meat Market, our newest and greatest sponsor, 387 Avenue X. You can call them at 347-915-2000. Atlas Meat and this is the last bill we got to pay. Listen, Delicious. Jen, Jen. What? When I was your age, and you're 36, yep. and you're living healthy, yep. I had the worst teeth. You want to know why? Why? Oh, I asked Jen. Why? Sorry. So, Jen, <laughs> I had bad teeth because I had a bad lifestyle. Prompting her. And I know you have a healthy lifestyle. Now, my teeth are good. Why? Because I go to Dr. Joseph Lichter DDS. Now, Lichter's the kind of guy, he's cheap. And when I say cheap, I don't mean he cuts corners. I mean he's affordable. But he's got a state-of-the-art dental facility in Midwood where you can get things like the Zoom whitening system, which usually costs like $700. You mention my name, you get it for $400. Well, maybe a little more than $400. But mention my name anyway because it'll be kind of ego gratifying for me. You want that Invisalign, the the dentures, not dentures, they're the the braces braces. that go behind your teeth. They're braces for adults. They cost $5,000 in Brooklyn Heights. Lichter will give it to you for $4,000. So what you want to do, call Dr. Joseph Lichter. 718-339-7878. You set up an appointment that will make you smile. You go to 1420 Avenue P between East 14th and East 15th in Midwood, or you visit him online at josephlichterdds.com. All right, we paid all the bills, Jen. Yay. Now it's just you, me, and Vince. Now, I don't know what your proclivities are. I'm devoutly heterosexual. I see God in the face of an orgasm, as I've said on this show. But Vince is a handsome man. Mm-hmm. Now, where are you on the spectrum? Lesbian, gay, straight, where are you? Uh, well, this is uh, uh, straight. Okay, you're straight. Yeah. So okay. Vince is a handsome man. Yeah. Okay. Right, is, is this... Okay, so at first... No, I'm not I trying thought, to pick you at up. At first, I thought this was a dentervention. Now, I'm wondering if this is a... Uh, what's happening? One of the things we do on this show is we talk about our dating life. Oh, okay. Vince is married, so he's, his dating life is over. Oh, over. great. Done. Good but, for you. But Done. you're you're out there, You know right? my dating life is? Tonight, I'm going to Miller's Steakhouse on Staten Island with my parents. Well, that should be fun. Nice. Yeah. So, Jen, you're out there, right? Uh, Yeah, I'm out there. You got a steady? Uh, nah. So, give us... Let's talk a little bit about sex. Okay. What are the kids doing now? I don't know because really? I'm 36. Okay, well, you're still having sex. You're not dead. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm busy. I'm I. Uh, wait, I don't Again, know. Again, it sounds where, like there's a lot of anxiety. Well, because I'm like, where what where are we going? We're we, comics we, here. We're where artists. We we're creative we're, people. Johnny, we're just talking, right? That's right. We're just talking. Yeah. So tell us. Uh, what you tell me? What are what are the oh, old what are what are the you old just folks? Open the door. You what just, are the old no, folks you don't doing? Want, you don't want to go. You there. just <laughs> open the door. Like, <laughs> I got to tell you something. I love people. I love women. I uh-huh. flirt with women. I, I I talk to women. And I just love being with women. And when I say being with them, I'm talking about in the sack. I'm talking about out of the sack. 
I just love it. Where are you on that? I, I, uh, I honestly, I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I'm just like, eh, don't talk to me. That's really, where, yeah. Really? I'm busy. Do you ever flirt with someone on the subway? Uh, flirt on the subway? No. Really? Where yeah. do you flirt? Do you flirt at all? I feel like it's very different to be a woman. Yeah, it's true. It's very different. It's very different. You might flirt with the wrong person. Yeah. The next thing you know, you're in a garbage bag. Right? Okay. That's so a bit of a it's a bit of a stretch. stretch. But yes, that yeah. does. No, happen. it's not really a stretch. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you flirt with the wrong person. Yes, you could end up in a garbage bag. You yes. flirt with the right person. You end up with Gersh Kuntzman, right, Vince? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what might happen. That's, again, <laughs> in a garbage our, bag. Our Kentile, <laughs> our Kentile floor star story is blowing up. The Kentile sign. Are you just going to change gears? I'm just saying it's blowing up. All right, so Vince, ADD, HD, Demoselli yeah. wants to go in a different direction. So why don't you tell Jen what the story's about? What's All right, the story so about? you know the Kentile floor sign. You know how Brooklyn used to be? Symbol of Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah. used to be a, a manufacturing behemoth. Yep. Right? So we used to have signs everywhere of, like, of the, the Kentile floors, yeah. the eagle uh, the Eagle uh, Menswear, yeah, Eagle, Domino, Eagle, yeah. Domino Sugar. Nice, nice. Well, Domino Sugar has a sign too. They're yep. they're saving that sign, and there's the the big uh, the big uh, the dot R sign in Red Hook. We have no idea what it was. What I like it means. the dot R sign. Now a couple of years back, they took down the Kentile Floor sign, mm-hmm. and everyone was really upset because we're losing this piece of Brooklyn history that's up in the sky every day. So there's some guys over in uh, Gowanus trying to bring the Kentile. They saved the sign, and they're trying to bring it back. It's an exclusive story on Brooklyn Paper right now. You could see what they want to do with it now. You take a look it's at that an exclusive. Jimmy, put that picture up. It's an exclusive story, but here's the problem, Jen. They broke down the sign, so it's just the letters K E N T I L E, yep. kind of floating on little stands along the Gowanus Canal. Now, the Gowanus Canal is our fabled river sticks. Yes. The corpse of water running through the middle of Brooklyn. I right. think, I would argue, Vince, and Jen, maybe you'll agree with me. That's I would a argue nice effort. this is, you said it's a nice effort? Yeah. No, I would say, yeah, E for effort. I would say that that is a failure to protect the Kentile floor in sign integrity. Yeah. S-T, sign integrity. I, no, that's S-I, actually. Yeah. I, I miss the I, – I liked that old sign. It was it was great. Um, yeah. So you're in favor of bringing it back in any way, shape, or form? I mean, not in any way, shape, or form. I'd like for it to just go back to the way it was, you know? Yeah, no, no, no. The only constant make, in New York life cha- New York life is change, Jen. That's what we always say. I just want to make the Kentile sign. Floor sign great again. That's, you what, want, I want. that's what I want Make to do. Kentile great again. Yeah. There it is. They tried to save the sign. They did everything they could. They but really the d- did. The deal is, the deal they brokered with the owner of the sign is that they will somehow keep all the letters together. It will always spell out Kentile. Ah. It will not be some other form. Some anagram. Yeah, did what you else? figure out? Well, give me an anagram for Kentile. I'm trying in my head Here, right now. Are you good at that? Uh, no. I'm going online. I'm very bad at well, it. G- if anybody knows an anagram for Kentile, call 718 718- Two six zero four five zero two. Before I look one up, literally, they can just Google it and call in. Really? Yeah, you can Google. I'm anagrams. googling it right now. Give me another anagram. Hmm. Anagrams. What are anagram generator? Here we what go. What is an anagram? It's, it's tell uh, tell Oh my come god, on, Johnny. <laughs> well, tell them. Tell them. <laughs> the kids do. You know, the kids producing you sc- today. You scramble the letters. All right, so I got one for Kentile. You ready? Go. Yeah. So, uh, eek lint. That's now leak not. leak knit. These aren't even words. Oh, you want one word? One word? I want an actual word. No, they're all part partler words. Keen lit. That's the kids always say lit. So keen lit. Uh-huh. Uh Tile Ken. Well, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, give me a break. Night elk. That's a good one. Night that's a good elk. Night elk. I like. Night elk. Is night that elk. actually? Oh, like N I T E. N I T E. Okay. Yeah. 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 Elk ten I. <laughs> this is the worst anagram generator I've ever seen. No, well, it's I just think doing it's just a bad job. Yeah. 
It's right. like a lot of stuff on the internet, Gersh, doing a bad yeah, job. Yeah, I'm sorry, yep. I'm sorry. All right, anyway, well, you, you heard it here first. If you have a better anagram for Kentile, please call 718-260-4502. Jen, we're going to start running out of time. I want okay. you to put, give me a little plug for the show again. Where is it going to be when? Um, So it's going to be in New York City uh, Thursday uh, the 19th at The Stand in Manhattan um, uh, at 8.30. Uh, and then Friday uh, the 20th, uh, which, is which is Inauguration Day, um, that is... Uh, uh, at the Annoyance in Williamsburg, uh, at the Annoyance Theater at 8.30, and then, um, or is it at 8? Oh, God, I'm in my head. Show up at 8. Have a show journey. up at 8. Yeah, show up at get, eight get the right? Just get there. Uh, and then um, and then Rough Trade uh, in Williamsburg on Saturday at 8.30. And um, all the proceeds are going to the ACLU. It's a great way to get out and kind of... Uh, celebrate the awfulness now, of the situation. Now, Jen, if you're just joining us, listeners, Jen is talking about her show, What a Joke. What a Joke. Which is part of a nationwide confab to celebrate or mourn the coming Trump era. And I'm just pulling out of my wallet, Jen. I, I'm not pulling out a condom. I don't know why you think I am. I don't know. I'm pulling out <laughs> I'm pulling out my ACLU card. As you see, Johnny, can you put this up? I'm a card-carrying member of the ACLU. There you Vince, go. do you see yes. that? She's literally a card-carrying member. Does it say member since when? A uh, member since 1994. 1994, during the administration of President George H.W. Bush. Yeah. When George H.W. Bush, then candidate, railed against the card-carrying members of the liberal media elite, the ACLU, I signed up. I joined the ACLU with 100 bucks Good. then, and I re-upped my membership again this year. They're the only charity I give to consistently. That and they had the number for the White House switchboard. That, that's right. <laughs> I always pull that out. I got some lady ladies in there. In there right? Do you know, actually, Jen, it's funny. Huh. The ACLU card has the White House switchboard on it. And this number, 456-1414 uh, in the 202 area code, is actually, I memorized one of the first numbers I ever memorized as a journalist. And it's in all the president's men. There's a point where Woodward screams across the newsroom, hey, anybody know the switchboard number at the White House? And they knew it. And they knew it. Same number. They were it probably a card-carrying member of the ACLU. No, no, it has not. that number has not changed. Yeah. So where and do you I, stand on Meryl Streep? Yeah, where are you? I I love her. I, and I think what she said was uh, absolutely wonderful. Why? What, no, what but is here's the, the question. Because we haven't talked about it. I think we need to talk about it. I'll tell you, Jen. Do we I, not believe what she was saying because she's a woman? No, Jen. <laughs> Jen, she's one of the greatest actors of her generation. But here's what I wrote in the Daily News, nydailynews.com. I uh -huh. wrote, I love what she wrote. She deserves kudos all over the world. But it's not enough. You want to stop Donald Trump, it's not going to take high rhetoric. It's going to take low, get in the gutter, Bill review. You got to look at everything this guy does. Every regulation they want to change. There's a website. A, a Republican House member has a website of 200 regulations he wants to change. Now you know what some of those regulations are, Jen? What? Clean water, clean yeah. air, healthy food for our kids in schools. Uh, it, it, there's a whole list of them. 200. I went through every one of those regulations. You think Meryl Streep ever had the guts or the time? To go She's through that busy. list. Well, that's, I mean, that's your thats your job, and her yeah, job is to right. stand there uh, in front of an audience of millions of people in a beautiful gown you're and right. rail against, and use that time that she has to rail against uh, this situation. Look, are you saying I don't look good in a beautiful gown? I haven't seen the photos yet, but when well, I do, I'll make a judgment. He once dressed up as Miss Brooklyn yeah. and looked fantastic. Jen, if you haven't yeah. seen the photos, you have not Googled me. I frankly. haven't. No, you're right. Jen is, <laughs> Jen is putting her finger on it, and I did in my column celebrate what Meryl Streep was doing. She's at the vanguard of Hollywood values. And Hollywood values are American values. Hollywood was way out in front on gay marriage. They were way out front on flag burning. They were way out front on abortion rights, on gun legislation. Their Hollywood values are American values. But you want to beat Trump, 
you get in the gutter and look at these regs they want to change. Government works by regulation. I think when you say get in the gutter, it's making people think that you want to go low here. I want to go as low as you. If they're going to well, change I a regulation that's going to pollute the air, I want to make sure you know about it. Well, here's the thing. I think that there are, um, I think there's so many layers and levels to this. And I think for me, uh, what I'm seeing, like one of the biggest things is actually um, not what she did is um, it's is displayed the mentality that we cannot get complacent or allow this to be normal. True. And and so we have the work being done on the back end of like looking at bills and regulations. What is he doing? Uh, trying to like monitor that. Right. But we yeah. need to have people um, like vocally, loudly saying this is not right to so, so that so that people who are not politically minded don't uh, sort of be like, well, it is what it is. It'll be fine. It's only mm-hmm. four years, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I mean, there are so many people who as soon as the election happened they're like well it's he's the president he can't do anything and it's like the people he's putting into the office that's what's terrifying even if he gets impeached he all of these people are still uh, have been appointed and and mike pence is a terrifying 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 alternative i just want to point out that she is just a comedian no i'm telling just you, a comedian no, i'm sorry the voice of uh of of cultural commentary and whatnot in just a comedian you said it before you jen did. you, you know, said just that. a comedian oh i thought okay i'm sorry i get so defensive uh, <laughs> like, a little bit no jen was she's making just a girl jen was right? making an incredible point <laughs> and this a good is why point. we have comedians on because they actually they sit around and think about yeah they do stuff. they actually yeah. know she cut through the cha- the chaff got to the wheat which is not a gender issue. That's not a gender issue. I did. I wasn't talking about you know penises and vaginas. Nope. I'm talking about wheat and chaff. You got through it. You cut through it. Now, but fact is, you are a comedian. Yeah. I want to hear something funny. That's <laughs> it. Done. Done. Just give me anything. Could I, be. A, could wait. be anything. I. It, Any joke you yeah, have. Uh, Come uh, on, start uh, your. You don't. You don't do this to a comedian. I do it. You I'll don't. set you up. I'll set you up. Knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting this cow. Is, this is your joke. <laughs> this is this is your joke. That was not a setup. You're interrupting me. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Jen. Start your act. Hey, Mo-ho. ladies and gentlemen. Good to see you. No, I'm not. I'm I'm not doing my. If, pe- if people want to see me do comedy, they can come to my shows. Fair enough. You got to pay for that kind of comedy. You got to pay for you it. Gotta it. Come out support the ACLU. On the none, air. Of, none of the money's going to me. That's not because I want to make money. It's because I want more money to go to the ACLU. That's fair. You get a tax deduction for that show? No. Really, you should. I think. I you, don't know. I think you do. I I probably need somebody other than a comedian to figure that out for me. No, my accountant. I tell you, my accountant was a joke. That guy. I got, the only time. <laughs> seriously, Jen. The only time I ever got audited. My wife, who's now my ex-wife, and you can f- do the math yourself, said, you know what? Th- our taxes are complicated. Let's just go to an accountant this year. Uh-huh. That was the only year I ever got audited. Really? Ever got audited. Are Johnny, you blaming it on Johnny, your ex-wife? Put a, no, I'm blaming it on the instinct of an ex-wife that says, you know, honey, you're just not up for this. Yeah. You, just, you just don't have the skills. It's almost a reverse of what you were saying that I was doing to you as a woman. She did it to me as a man. Uh-huh. She did. Johnny, put up my tax returns from 1994. Put them up, Johnny. How long right. ago was this divorce? Oh, it's just a couple of years. Yeah. I love her. She's great. My ex-wife yeah, is one of Yeah. Vinny, Vinny. Yes. You, Jen, you don't know the backstory. We talk about my dating life on this show. We talk uh-huh. about all the women I love to be with. I love women. But I will always love my ex-wife. She's fantastic. And if she's listening, honey, you're a great lady, and it's all going to work out. I mean, not for us, obviously. We're, right. We're no, done. that's over. No, we're done. Right. She, she's already married. Johnny. Is she already married to somebody else? She's with a Frenchman, and you know what that means. Yeah. She's happy. Johnny, put oh up a picture. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, you, there you go. Jen it's Welch. Early. That was funny. You it's did it. Early. You did it. Because you, you know what it is? You turned off the anxiety for a second. You turned yeah. off the neuroses, and you went right to the gut. I went right of, to it. You went right to the jugular. Yeah. Your well, ex-wife is happy because she's married to a Frenchman, and, yeah. and you're not. Yeah. I don't want to be married to a Frenchman. You do, though. I mean, No, not a French man. Well, a French person. I'd love to be married to a French person. The French are lovely. Well, I mean, some. 
But yeah. some of you end up in a bag. Yeah, some of you end up in a bag. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a given, right? That's a persistent theme. You end up with a, you flirt with the wrong person, you end up in a you bag. You end up in a bag. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Johnny, we got a picture of that bag? Yeah. All right, thanks. All right, one we one gotta one get out. Cheese bags? We gotta get out. Jen, <laughs> no. the last thing we like to do with all our guests, especially in studio guests, is to say, is there anything beyond the, the January twentieth and twenty first shows you want to plug? The scope plug? of what we've talking about. Beyond that oh scope. Oh my god. We'll plug something. What's Maybe yeah, what you else got a friend you wanna just do a call at Hey Mom, you want to do World of Jen. Just follow, just follow me on Twitter. Just do oh, you got to see your Twitter. What's your yeah? Feed? My just follow me on Twitter. It's at Jen Welch now. J E N N W E L C H N O W. Um, and uh, you'll uh, see a lot of info there about the festival. You can follow the fest at um at what a joke fest. What a joke fest. At what a joke fest. And yes. you can follow me on Twitter at the real. <laughs> joke fe- at joke fe- <laughs> I thought you were going to say you can follow Vince DiMasselli at at real Donald Trump at real Donald Trump <laughs> alright we got to get out Vince last thing I want to tell you oh uh, what now <laughs> you're a handsome man no thank you uh, I'm Gersh Kessman of the New York Daily News of course we were joined by Jen Welch Yay. in studio and Paul Steely White the aptly named head of the alternative sorry transportation alternatives I'm Gersh Kessman of the Daily News for, for Vince DiMasselli who's probably going to jump in here in a second and our producer Johnny I'm Gersh Thank you for joining Brooklyn Paper Radio at its new time slot, 10 a.m. on Tuesdays. People love their cars. <laughs>